Welcome to the Nieces Nugs Podcast. Nieces Nugs. What's up, friends? Welcome back to Nieces Nugs Podcast, Season 2, Episode 10. I hope you're doing well, and today I hope you're ready to talk about cruising. Yep, that's right, cruising. I'm going to spend the next two episodes talking about a recent experience on a cruise ship, the Norwegian Cruise Line Escape. We're going to talk about the boat itself. We're going to talk about some customer experience issues. And then the next episode, we're going to come back and specifically talk about cruise ports that I visited and things that I think you should know with those cruise ports. But for today, let's talk about the Norwegian Cruise Line Company and the boat, the Escape itself. The cruise line industry is booming. There are people everywhere going on cruises. Every time I log on to some sort of social media, I see friends who are posting pictures of them being on boats. Friends, if you bought stocks in the cruise industry several years ago, I want to say congratulations. When it looked like they were down and out, they have got up off the mat and they're making a comeback. And so it is time for us to talk about some of the things that are happening. Now, I encourage you to go check out other episodes that I've done on cruises and the benefits of cruising. I understand that they're not for everyone, and you need to find one that matches kind of your wishes and different things that you prefer. It's like a traveling hotel, though. You're able to go to different things and see different places without repacking your bags every single night. Now, Every ship seems to be getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and I'm not sure that I'm here for that. There are new ones being made every year, and it seems like that's been the general trend, but hopefully there will be some changes with that as well. Now, if you want to check out some good discounts, I've mentioned this in a previous episode as well, go to vacationstogo.com. You can kind of check the 90-day cruise ticker, especially if you're flexible, to see what cruises are on sale. I do not recommend purchasing cruises from there. That just kind of gives you an idea. If you need to buy a cruise, contact me. I will hook you up. Let me help your book. Let me help you book your next cruise. You know, one of the things to consider with cruising is where do you depart from? It kind of a, determines what itineraries you're able to do, what places you're able to visit. And so for us, we were going to go to Miami because that had the most options. Now, the entire reason we went on Norwegian Cruise Lines itself, it's not a a cruise line that I often go on or recommend, was because my brother-in-law and sister-in-law had some credit. They needed to book a trip from COVID. that They had credit expiring, and so that's where we went. We went on NCL. My prior experience with NCL was I went on a Mediterranean cruise almost 10 years ago um, and enjoyed it, but ran into some of the same issues. It seems that NCL has not fixed some of their customer experience issues. But let's talk about this. When you fly down into uh, the South Florida area, a lot of people try to figure out how to to get to where you're going to go. And if you know me, you know that I don't like to do what's normal. Sometimes people just book the the shuttle that the cruise line itself offers. And I feel like you're paying too much for that. You're in a big bus. It kind of limits your arrival time and things like that. We flew into Fort Lauderdale the day before, mainly because we knew that in flying this time of year or in the summer in general, late spring, there's a lot of delays, there's a lot of cancellations. And so we would rather get down there the night before, just in case, 
relax, actually see some things down in South Florida, and then prepare for the day of. And so that's exactly what we did. But it was also cheaper for us to go ahead and get a rental minivan to transport everyone around rather than just Ubering or taking a shuttle. And it provided us more flexibility once we were actually there. So that's one thing to always consider and check out. And I went to CostcoTravel.com, where I get a lot of my rental car deals from, rented a one-way rental, picking up in the Fort Lauderdale Airport and dropping off at the cruise port of Miami. Now, we'll talk a little bit about that in a second. There are some things you need to figure out with that, but it was a great option for us. We were able to go and kind of have our own schedule the day before the cruise uh, and get settled into the hotel and things like that. Now, the day of, when you check in for your cruise on most cruise lines. They give you a check-in time and an arrival time to arrive to the port. And for most carriers, that means something. For NCL, it didn't mean anything. They not once asked us or checked. And based on the flood of people that were all there at the same time, it seems like they didn't care and it was worthless. We had actually checked in early month ahead of time or whatever the earliest date was and we got the earliest check-in time but it meant nothing. It didn't get us any benefit. In fact, I would say it kind of brought us frustration when everyone else is there and there's no differentiation between who's supposed to be where at what time and things like that. Also, having said that, the NCL, every cruise line is kind of creating their own app to use on the phone, and Royal Caribbean's app is actually really helpful and does a lot of things. The NCL app is worthless. So listen, if you're trying to figure it out, you're like, this doesn't make a lot of sense. It doesn't make sense. So it's not you. It's NCL and their app. Step it up, NCL. Uh, There's also this game of reserving uh, different restaurants and shows, and you're limited to a certain amount of times you can do it. And, and it's really frustrating when you're trying to plan a vacation. And for most cruise lines, you can pick a certain time, and you get that not time to eat all throughout the cruise. NCL does it differently, and you have to reserve a time every single uh, day and thing. And it's just it doesn't make a ton of sense. And we actually did not enjoy it at all. But for the day of embarking on the boat. Our plan of action was this. Hey, we're going to drive. We're going to pick everyone up, this thing, uh, different hotels, go into the Miami port. I'm going to drop everyone off, all of our luggage off at the ship. And then I'm going to go return the rental car, which was about a mile away, and then just take an Uber to get back to the boat. And so this is the plan. But what we didn't factor in was the Port of Miami was doing major construction. And as we got closer, it was obvious that we were going to be waiting in line quite a while. And in fact, it was a long while. Winding around the entire cruise port, we went all the way down this one road, came back, and you can see the boat. I'm like, man, I want to get off right here and just walk. But I'm driving the rental car. I can't do that. It takes us all the way back to the beginning of the port. It is a traffic nightmare. It took forever ever to get to the boat, but I finally got us to the boat to drop the family off, and I'm thinking to myself, well, I hope I see you again tonight, because I don't know if I'm going to make it back. Say goodbye to them. They have all the information they need to get on the boat, and so I then head back to drop off my rental car. Now, I had rented with Enterprise. Normally, Enterprise is fantastic, no issues. This Enterprise was located uh, inside of a hotel, 
And I had done some reconnaissance the day before. My wife and I had driven by there to see where I was going to drop it off. And the process, I actually asked questions because I didn't want to have any issues. And so I had this whole plan lined out. I was going to go back, and as soon as I got to the hotel, I was going to order the Uber to come pick me up, knowing it was going to be a five- to ten-minute wait. Uh, and then that way it would kind of speed up the process. Well, I get back there. I order the Uber. I park the car where I'm supposed to park it. And they tell me, no, 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 you're not supposed to be here. And so all of a sudden I have to kind of get some new directions, even though they had told me the previous day, this is where I'm supposed to be. And then I finally find a spot. I go in to find an enterprise person, and the enterprise person looks at me and goes, we can't take your car. I said, it's not my car. It's your car. And they said, well, we have nowhere to park it. And I said, well, that's unfortunate. I said, I'm getting in an Uber. I'm getting on a boat. The car is going to stay here. Either you're going to hold the key or I'm going to hold the key for the next week. And if I hold the key, I'm not going to be charged for it. So I would suggest you taking the key and figuring out where you're going to park it. And they were like, well, you, you, you didn't rent from us. And I said, no, but my contract says that I'm supposed to drop it off here. And so sometimes you just have to be forceful, not, not rude, but direct. Uh, and so that's what it was. And they finally took my key. Um, I waited and held my breath for days until I got my rental confirmation receipt that it had been turned back in. You jumped in my Uber and we're heading back to port. Now, my Uber driver takes a different route to get to the port, which I kind of appreciate because maybe we're going to avoid some of the traffic. And as we get right to where we're about to miss the traffic, a policeman puts a cone down and directs us around the exact same way that I had just been through. And in that moment, I just groaned. And then we, we get all the way around, and I remembered that there was this stop sign where I wanted to get out the first time. And so I told the Uber driver, hey, when we get to the stop sign, I all I have is a book bag. I'm hopping out. And he said, no. And I said, no, 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 let me out. He locked the vehicles and then went on this rant about the Port of Miami, and he would be arrested, and I would be arrested, and all these things. And so he actually kept me in the vehicle. Finally, we make it back to an area where I'm, he's like, you want to walk? And I'm like, yeah, sure. He drops me off at the second boat, even though our boat is five boats down. Now, these aren't like small boats. It took me forever in 90-degree heat to get there, but I finally get there. Everyone's there. Who cares about check-in time at this point? Well, it's just a suggestion. Nobody really cares. From that point of me arriving outside of our boat, it took me two hours, two additional hours to get on board the boat. NCL, that is simply unacceptable. There were lines without any direction. There was no one communicating. There was no one helping people figure out where to go. There were simply people holding up a hand, stopping in there. There was no one saying, hey, our machine is broken, or hey, this is what's going on. We're, we're sorry about the wait. This is what's happening. We were completely left outside with no direction, wondering, are we even going to get into the doors to be able to go upstairs to get on? I had known, Amanda had already gone on, and so I had known a little bit about the process and so finally I get inside. I'm thinking, oh, man, this is we're actually moving a little bit. And then we get stopped. Finally, I get upstairs. I say, this looks promising. And then we get stopped again. And I'm just like, this is absolute inefficiency at its very best. And there was a company running security. They had no clue. In fact, I went through a security line. And I had my book bag searched because they didn't know what they were doing. And it sat on the thing too long. So it automatically, the 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 
conveyor belt automatically put it into another line. They look through my book bag, which is no problem. I had nothing to hide. And then all of a sudden, I get into the line to get my card, and this lady starts freaking out. Like, I mean, she is going left and right. She's a security officer. She's causing a scene, and she starts screaming, if you have a book bag, get back through security. And everyone is like, trying to avoid eye contact and things like that. And she turns to me and I said, no, 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 they just checked it. I'm staying right here. But everyone was like panicking. And I'm thinking, yeah, you weren't paying attention. And so someone saw something in a book bag and all of a sudden now you're freaking out and making everyone, it was a complete disaster. And the entire time, no one from Norwegian Cruise Lines ever said anything. We finally, I finally got on the boat and I thought to myself, Norwegian, you need a lesson in communication. Let's talk about this. Here's a little nugget of wisdom. Friends, things are going to go bad. There are going to be days when bad days happen. There are going to be th- days when things compound and it's not controllable and it affects something you're doing, someone's experience. It, it happens. But you cannot in those moments be terrible at communication. You have to learn to communicate. And communication recognizes that there's an, actually an issue going on, and it conveys to the customer, hey, we're aware of this, and we're working on it, we're trying to fix it. There was none of that. And so from that alone, set off the domino effect of what I think Norwegian needs to work on before I'll ever cruise their ships again. I'm telling you right now, I felt so strongly getting off the boat at the end of the week that if Norwegian had offered me a... Uh, severely discounted, 50% off what another carrier was doing, I probably wouldn't do it because it was that terrible of a communication issue. Now, we get on the boat. We go to our room. I had sought out this room. We were in the front of the boat. If you're ever on the Norwegian Escape, hopefully this podcast doesn't uh, affect you too much. But if we, we were in room 9700, which is at the front of the boat. And we had, I, bought, I got this room specifically because there was four of us in the room. But the room itself almost has two compartments, a little cubby where our girls could sleep. And we could close the curtain. And they could... Uh, we could watch TV at night, and they could be sleeping, uh, and it worked really, really well. They they tried to offer us upgrades and movements and things like that, but this room was the room we wanted. So when you're doing some um, research on cruises, make sure you go on YouTube. Make sure you check the Internet. There's all kinds of information about different rooms and how they operate, and you can kind of actually see your room, which is how I found this room, before you actually book it. Uh, and so it's something that I recommend doing no matter what cruise line you're on. Let's talk about the food. You guys know I love food, and this week it was challenging. They have three main restaurants, dining restaurants, like any other cruise ship would have, but the quality seemed a little low. The service was a little slow, um, and you had to reserve different things every night. So you'd you'd gotten different places every night, different servers and things like that. One of the things I really enjoy about cruises is getting to know the awesome um, employees and people serving you. There's incredible stories, incredible smiles. Um, they, they work so hard, and so it's great to get to know them. And when you're moving around constantly, you don't get this. One of the things that Norwegian uh, sells is their brand is that you get some specialty dining, and it feels like everything is trying to be an upsell for you to get more specialty dining. And even in these specialty dining restaurants, um, it for our room, it came with a meal from my wife and I, but the kids weren't able to get specialty dining. They had to order off a regular um, just stock kids menu, which was kind of disappointing because our kids like to eat and try new things as well. 
Uh, when it comes to lunch options and food options for lunch, man, Carnival and Royal Caribbean, Caribbean blow NCL out of water. There was not a lot of lunch options. I mean, you know, you got a burger spot, you got a taco place on some of these other boats. Uh, there just wasn't much to offer. In fact, the only place that had some things was a specialty dining, which you had to pay for. Uh, additionally, there was almost nothing available for late night. They had closed almost everything. And so you're sitting there wondering, how am I going to eat? And I'm not even talking about late, late night. I'm talking about 9 p.m. It's trying to figure out how am I going to get pick up something, whereas some cruise ships, man, they just have some different things to offer. Um, I went up to the buffet a couple times, and they had closed the buffet well before what I would assume would be a normal time. My favorite place on the boat, honestly, was the cafe, which I had gotten a Starbucks beverage package, and I just wore that thing out. They took good care of me, and they were great. Um, and so that was something that I would definitely recommend. The shows on the boat, just not a good selection. I mean, this was a good boat for adults, I think, but for kids, it was terrible. There was no kids' entertainment. There was no shows for kids. There was nothing that they could enjoy on that. They did get to do the high ropes course, which was kind of fun. Um, and there was some fun stuff. Note to, for those of you that are going on the high ropes course, there is a dress code and things like that. So you have to pay attention to that. We saw several people get turned away because they didn't have shorts that were long enough and shoes. And I mean, there's fun stuff, but, but there's not a ton. The pools, not a lot of pools for that big of a boat. The boat was absolutely packed. And so I don't even think I got into a pool uh, on the boat. I did water, ride the water slide, which was open weird hours, um, and there was a couple of fast water slides that were just were kind of cool, uh, but they were only open for like an hour at a time. It was just kind of weird, man. The onboard experience was nothing to write home about, um, and I feel like this is true where we've entered an era where experiences and service are going to be lacking. You guys feel it. No matter where you go, there it's part of it's because it's hard to get people to work. And so the people you get work are not exactly thrilled about doing a above and beyond job. But organizations that are willing to address and figure this out and go the extra mile when it comes to hospitality, I think they will experience flourishing. And I think they already are. People who are willing to figure out how do I become a hospitable company, culture, business, whatever it is, and serve people well, people will reward that with repeat service. And so I just want to say that my experience was the opposite with NCL, and it will affect whether I spend any more money with them. Now, the only thing, you're like, what else could get worse? I'm telling you right now, I didn't think anything could get worse. But getting off the boat, oh my goodness, it was so bad. It was so slow. It was so unorganized. How in the world did it take so many people so long to figure out how to get people off the boat? It was terrible. It was so bad. Let me tell you how bad it was. It was so bad that my brother-in-law and sister-in-law had actually pre-purchased some NCL tickets because they wanted to go on a Hawaii cruise, and NCL is the only boat that does that. So they had pre-purchased some cabin credit that they were going to be used, a good deal. It was so bad getting off that they immediately asked for a refund. They went home and canceled and asked for a refund because it was just so slow. Uh, the, the organization was lacking. The diligence was lacking. The entire cruise port was an issue. And when we got off, we were one of the last 100 in people, the last 100 people off the boat. There's four or 5,000 people on this boat, and we're the last 100 people on the boat. And even when we got off, we still had to wait in line. And when we got down into the customs hall, there was nobody in there. And so the issue is something happening on the boat, 
and right off the boat. It, it makes no sense. But we finally got off the boat, and we uh, got my in-laws an Uber to take them back to the hotel. Now, when figuring this out, we were taking an Uber to the airport. I would just encourage you to make sure to always check out the prices between Uber and Lyft. Uh, sometimes they compete against each other. Sometimes one's cheaper than the other. And so make sure you check it out and then use whatever one you feel the most comfortable with or you have the most benefits with. And I'm just going to leave you with some drink, excuse me, some cruise nuggets. And one of them is about drink packages. Uh, a lot of these boats require you, uh, if one person buys a drink package, for both people in the room to get the drink package because they, they know that people will share otherwise. And so the drink packages, for they have a soda package, they have a, a coffee package, they have an alcohol package, they have different options and things like that. Well, I really wanted coffee. I didn't care much so much about sodas and things like that on this trip. I was going to plan on drinking some water and whatnot, but I definitely wanted some coffee. But they were going to make me buy two of them for our thing. In fact, it, there was a chance I was going to have to buy four because I had four people in the room. And I just called, and I asked to speak to somebody, and I explained to them that I would be the one drinking the coffee. And they actually let me add the coffee package by myself. I wasn't able to do this online. I wasn't able to do this in the app. I called and asked. And so, friends, here's what I want to tell you. If you're having trouble figuring something out, it doesn't hurt to call and ask. All they can say is no. A lot of times in life, we're afraid that we're going to get told no, or we assume the answer is going to be no. Call and ask and see if it's possible. And then if they say no, maybe call back and ask to speak to somebody else and see if it's possible. So number one is drink package rules. Call call and ask to speak to somebody if you want to figure out how to kind of get those adapted to you. Number two is this. You should know your room wants. Like I told you, we did some research online. We had to figure it out. The last cruise we went on, we were able to book two rooms, uh, conjoining rooms, because they were so cheap at the time. Um, And so we just knew we needed some more space. And so I found this room that fit into our budget, uh, but also had the largest room availability space-wise. And so know your room wants, know what you're looking for, uh, whether you're looking for middle of the boat, front of the boat, up, down, wherever it is, know what you want and go get that. Uh, Number three is this. There's things on Amazon, man. Every day something new appears on Amazon that you can get for cruises. And so um, I've recommended magnet hooks in the past because there's not enough places to hang up wet bathing suits and different things like that. And so we travel on cruises with uh, magnets because they – the walls are metal, so you can put them on the walls and the ceiling, different things like that to kind of hang up your clothes. Uh, but also this time we were able to find some luggage tags holders. If you've ever been on a cruise, you know how what a pain it is to fold and tape and all that nonsense. We just purchased some luggage tag holders for a couple bucks. Uh, we knew we found out the size that we Googled NCL luggage holders and they were there. Um, and then number uh, four thing is to check your bill. You never know what's going to go on your bill, and inevitably sometimes it happens where you get charged for something that you shouldn't get charged for. So you can always have – normally there's a kiosk or you can go to customer service and have them print out your bill uh, to look at what your charges are going to be. Everything hits at the end of the week or you're into your cruise. Uh, so just be uh, diligent about that to make sure that everything that's supposed to be on there is on there and nothing that's not supposed to be is on there. And the last part about that is this, is that – You are allowed to change the gratuities. Now, I know this is going to be um, somewhat controversial and different things, and people have different philosophies. Listen, I believe in giving gratuities to people who are serving on the boat. Um, And the hard part is... Uh, where does that money go and who do you give it to and things like that. And inevitably, what ends up happening with most cruises is they charge a certain amount per day, per cabin, per person. 
And then that just gets added into this big pot. And then they have a formula for splitting it up among different service people and different things. And, and I don't have a problem with that except for this. Um, my kids probably don't need to pay the same amount of gratuities that I pay. And I'm, I don't need to pay four gratuities uh, when really there's just two of us in the room in the sense of, of what's going on. And so uh, we also, um, we just prefer to give the money directly to the people serving us. And I know you can't see everyone like that, uh, but we try to do our best. And so sometimes we'll take off all the gratuities and just give all the money specifically to people. Sometimes we leave some of the gratuities on, things like that. But you are allowed to change your gratuities. If you feel like something should be changed, you have the right to go to the customer service desk and ask them to modify the gratuities. Now, some people pay for the gratuities in advance so they don't have to worry about it. Us, we always just leave it on the thing and we figure it out as we're going through uh, and you can take it off. And so this is what we did. We actually took um, three of them off and then we gave money uh, to specific people that we felt like, hey, you have served very, very well. Uh, and so we, we do that as well. So just know that that's allowed. I, I don't know what your circumstance is and everyone has a different philosophy, but don't feel bad if you feel like you need to change your gratuities. All right, friends, that's my recent experience with NCL. Might drop some more bombs later about the trip. Um, but next episode, I will talk more in detail about the ports of call that we visited, things to do, our experiences, what I would recommend, things like that. So tune in next time for our trip around the Caribbean. Mm-hmm.